Welcome to Market Elevation, a serious research podcast. Market Elevation is a casual and compelling conversation amongst market insiders made up of equal parts expertise, relevance, and humor. This is Satya Pradyuman of Cirrus Research, and welcome to this episode of Market Elevation, a Cirrus Research podcast. This episode covers our recent quarterly outlook. A few things to listen for in this episode. One, the tightrope between the recession and inflation debate will continue. Utilizing our barbelled posture to manage this moment is probably the best thing. And three, we really try to emphasize the, the importance of the earnings environment. With all this uncertainty about, earnings is probably the most useful signal to estimate a bottom. This is Satya Pradhiman of Cirrus Research, and welcome to our quarterly outlook call. Today, I'm going to go through our latest thinking on markets, a number of the comments and exhibits will... They'll come directly from our quarterly report uh, titled The Dispatch. This period, the title of the report was A Barbell Approach to Walk the Inflation Recession Tightrope. And I think, you know, when we look at the way the market has sold down year to date, we recognize how dramatic the times are. We've got such... Uh, extreme changes in positions that we're as investors trying to frame out. Um, and so what you've noticed uh, in the last, just in the last three, four weeks is how much of a whipsaw kind of market we've been dealing with uh, for most of this year. Uh, investors were pricing in a strong inflationary backdrop, a few changes in comments from the fed, a few extra uh, moves in rates and within the last four or five weeks we've completely reversed into a recession posture and my point is that i think this is the way 2022 will continue to play out these are very dramatic times and what you've got um are the risks that are facing us some of this is actually the unwinding of the pandemic response in addition to that, some of the inflation concerns are driven by the pandemic response. So it, this moment just got a lot more complicated if you're trying to run an equity portfolio. Um, in fact, earlier this year, as the Ukraine invasion took place, we layered a whole other level of an inflation concern. So the initial wave was basically driven by the effectively the pandemic and the post-pandemic moment supply chain issues on top of this though we're now facing a world where we may have a much more longer price a higher price for commodities and as a result it creates a much more difficult backdrop so we're really in my eyes we're trying to balance a few things here at the same time and so uh you know at the end of the day i think this is um a very very challenging moment uh, one of the things I, i'm trying to wrap my head around is this idea of you know are 
should investors be surprised? You had such a such a long dated cautionary note from the Fed that with they were going to tighten, and uh, you know the average person without a finance degree could look at home prices and say, yeah, you know what? If the Fed tightens, the home prices are probably going to reverse a bit. But for some reason, it, we we couldn't associate this with stocks. And when we started to associate it with stocks, we started with the most speculative. And so one of our favorite poster child uh, comparisons has been in the last 18 months has been uh, the one of the innovation products, innovation funds that are traded out there. Uh, the ARC product is one of the charts we've used. And what's curious is, is that as much as the sell-off has been underway for over 18 months in some of those speculative pieces, it's taken quite a while for this to spread up to the more favored, uh, more visible, the sort of uh, bellwethers of the marketplace. But the reality, though, is that you do have yourself a moment here where valuations are being forced to reverse course. You've got the potential of a very aggressive Fed that is truly concerned about the inflationary, inflationary fears that we're facing. And in addition to that, you also have a profit cycle that's legitimately peaking. And so you know, at the end of the day, this period um, is indeed uh, very difficult. Some, some good news in this moment, when we look at how the markets have priced in speculation, though, um, is that when you look at the classic measures of speculation, besides, let's say, some of the innovation stocks that we just talked about, but look more broadly to NASDAQ, you look to Bitcoin, you look to SPACs, these things, they've always been tied at the hips. I think when markets were rallying, we all struggled and we were trying to define why they were different. Um, but along comes a period where liquidity starts to reverse course and you end up getting cross-asset co correlations. So I do think this is some of the system that's, uh, that's begun to unwind, that's unwind sharply. And to some degree, um, this is good news when we're looking forward in terms of how to position, how to take advantage of the moment and, look at, and in looking for opportunities. Um, in the opening of the report, we had a uh, we had a couple of quotes, and one of them um, relates to the damage, the the performance damage we saw in the first half of this year. And you know, as a team, we were speaking, and one of this the, the phrase comes up when it comes to the earnings season, which is the first cut is the deepest, which is originally the Cat Stevens songs performed by a whole lot of artists, and most of us probably know it as a Sheryl Crow song, but. The, the heart of this, and we, we go through it in the report, is this idea that you've had uh, cautionary notes on the earnings environment. Uh, in our quarterly earnings reports, uh, seasonal reports, we put out the idea that earnings reports shouldn't be too bad. This was two, three quarters ago. However, we would start looking more carefully at the guidance and so clearly, the markets begun to react to what they thought was coming as opposed to the reported numbers. And so in, in a, also another constructive fashion, the first cut is the deepest. I think it is clear we're going to continue to see estimates come down. Um, however, uh, maybe the fallout on share prices could be less dramatic as we move forward here. 
the market valuations are indeed coming down. And so that is uh, very much a welcome, welcome uh, moment. Uh, so we use the word barbell, and it, really we've borrowed it from the fixed income world. And in this instance, what we're trying to balance here is the struggle between this idea that you've got a profit cycle that is indeed peaking. And at the same time, we could be facing the head of a, uh, the beginning of a super cycle for commodities. And, uh, and so this is a very difficult tightrope to walk. And so as a result, it, it makes sense to us to then look more carefully at what drives these two bins and then try to bring this together um, smartly in a portfolio. And so on the one hand, if the profit cycle is indeed peaking, um, at the end of the day, we're going to look to more earnings visibility. So when we look at top line growth or earnings, we'll know that we've got, we're benefiting if we look back from the post-pandemic, hopefully post-pandemic moment. And as a result, we're looking at peak level growth and potentially depending on who's measuring it, maybe it's starting to roll over, maybe it's already rolling over. But at the end of the day, the market is clearly concerned with this. And the important thing though is it drives investment strategies, which is it tells us what we can do that's going to be more actionable. And in this instance, this is a, a gimme. In other words, we know this is what we can look at for the next several quarters. Uh, the, the U.S. economy uh, is a big ship to turn. This, this, the earnings cycle is rolling over and it's just beginning. And so what we think is that this idea about earnings visibility quality. Uh, these are traits that the market is going to consistently bid in this chaotic moment. So this is something we can, we can hold on to. In addition to this, though, if the Fed continues to tighten, which they seem to be well underway, it does seem to me that valuations are going to matter. And as a result, paying attention to the multiples in the portfolio is another way to balance off the risk. And so this, this period that we're in, uh, it doesn't give us the luxury to be able to lean heavy into one quadrant of how we want a position. It is a little bit more nuanced. And I think because of how you know, you know, challenging these times are, I think it's an honest way to frame the moment. And so one thing I wanted to call out for you um, as you might be aware, Serious Research now also has a podcast. And one of the first set, uh, set of podcasts we launched was with an interview with Ken Chang, who talked a lot about, uh, he is uh, a hedge fund manager that runs a, a fund in Hong Kong. Uh, he's been invested in China for, for many years. I'm also a US investor for a longer time. And his take is that you know what we might be seeing here. This Ukraine moment is not just a border, uh, a border being taken down, but instead it is a reframing of the global understanding that you know we've grown up in a world where forty plus years of globalization won. And is it possible now that we end up uh, starting? We end up starting to unwind some of that and potentially create potential parallel uh, 
global economies. And so these are um, these are big questions. And I think um, you, you'd enjoy that that uh, conversation with Ken. Um, I found it very useful. Um, but our point, though, is that you at the same time of this uh uh, profit cycle peaking, you also have pricing power in the commodity sector. So that's what makes this job very difficult right now. And so, yes, we've seen uh, oil prices come back sharply. We've seen some of the other commodities roll back over. But if you look at this over a longer period of time, they're all much higher than they were a year, two years ago. And as a result, we do think that this is something that we have, we're going to be forced to frame out. It affects us not just directly in the energy sectors, but think about the commodities, the, the food commodities that go into food companies. And those are also fallouts that, that will hit the equity market. And so, as we're looking at this, we're looking for confirmations of how slow are things going to get and um, where can we find the best value. And so, when we look at credit markets, uh, this could be seen in two very different ways right now. We've seen credit markets back up a couple of hundred basis points um, this year. And so, we were, you know, if you go back a year ago, or nine months ago, we were in this 200, 300 basis point uh, level uh, spreads for high yields over treasuries. And what we've seen is uh, since then, we've seen as the Fed begun to tighten, we started to see uh, the credit and the high yield bonds sell off further, faster than, let's say, the, the treasuries. And these spreads have now opened up um, another about a couple hundred basis points from where we started the year. And so this is challenging because it is a pointer to the business cycle and where it's going. At the same time, we've got to remember that structurally we're in the we're in the average to lower end of credit market spreads. In other words, the bond market's telling us, yes, we are concerned, but businesses will continue to get capital. And so this is something that it does it does make me uh much more cautious because once spreads begin to widen, it's hard for them to, for us to see them reverse on a dime. And so this is something we are watching, you know, very closely, but put it together. How do we, how do we put this to work uh, given this opening that I've just thrown? Okay. We're going to take a break here from, from the conference call. Um, the back half of this, I think, is, is really crucial. It's a little bit more of how to put some of the, these thoughts to work. Uh, in this section, we walk through the nuance between innovation growth and quality growth. So positioning a portfolio, um, we're going to need to recognize that there's a difference between these two, these two types of strategies. Uh, the other item that is that we walk through very specific data on earnings estimates and where they're going potentially hinting at where we could see a bottom. And then finally, a real call out to a cautionary take on large cap growth as small growth innovation names have really taken a beating for about 18 straight months. I hope you enjoy the second part. Thank you. You've been listening to Market Elevation, a serious research podcast. Thanks for listening and tune in again. The information contained in this podcast report is based on sources we believe to be reliable at the time it was produced and distributed, but it's not necessarily complete, and its accuracy is not guaranteed. Neither Cirrus nor any of our affiliates 
or any other person makes any representation or warranty, expressed or implied, as to the podcast's accuracy, completeness, or correctness. To the maximum extent permitted by law, neither we, any of our affiliates, nor any other person shall have any liability whatsoever to any person for any loss or expense, whether direct, indirect, consequential, incidental, or otherwise, arising from or relating in any way to any use of or reliance on information contained herein. This podcast is not a research report, solicitation, or offer to buy or sell any security or claim and is being provided solely for informational purposes. Nothing in this podcast constitutes legal, accounting, or tax advice or individually tailored investment advice. Any opinions or estimates contained in this podcast represent our judgment at the present time and are subject to changes without notice. Cirrus has no obligation to advise you of any such changes. This podcast was prepared for general circulation without regard to the individual financial circumstances and objectives of persons who receive or obtain access to it, and it may not be suitable for all investors. No one listening, receiving, or accessing this podcast should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting their own research and due diligence, including but not limited to carefully reviewing any applicable prospectuses, press releases, reports, and other public filings of the issuer of any securities being considered. There is not enough information contained in this podcast to make an investment decision, and past performance should not be taken as an indication or guarantee of future results. Third-party trademarks, logos, and brand names contained in this podcast may be the trademarks, registered trademarks, or or other property of their respective owners. Any use in this podcast of trademarks, logos, or brand names is for identification purposes only and does not imply or express any sponsorship, affiliation, or endorsement by the respective third-party owners of this podcast or vice versa, or that any such third-party owner has authorized the use of its trademark, logo, or brand.